so hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Sean from uh, Sean Nolan and the Heartmakers. We're going to ask him some questions. I'm going to start. Uh, what inspired you to start the band? Um, well, I've been I've been doing it kind of since I was a kid. So I, um, you know, it's like I've always been in bands. I've always uh, worked on music. Um, it had been a few years since I'd been in a band, and it was really bothering me. So I got my friends together and decided to do it again. So why are you the heart makers? Because usually I hear like the heart breakers. So what started that? Well, it's because uh, <clears throat> we're big Tom Petty fans. Okay, I figured. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so uh, we just figured we'd play with the title a little bit. I like hmm. that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So how did like what was your thought process when you came up with the album name? Um. I uh, I name every record, and this is our third. Um, everyone's named after a collection of Ray Bradbury short stories that I find um, kind of matches the the feel and the mood of whatever songs we're writing at the time. And the Machineries of Joy resonated with me just because it's it's sort of like a like a journey. You know, it's not it's not that we're you know flooding your ears with joy it's more of like an exploration as to how does joy work so like the machineries of it taking it apart okay okay, okay. that's really cool so, that's really yeah i like cool. that so what band's influences do you think you can hear the most in the album uh yeah i i grew up um really listening to a lot of like 90s punk like west coast punk and and then it moved into like a lot of like emo type stuff and then later i got into you know more classic rock and roll and things um but i'd say biggest influences that i can't quite get away from are probably bands like saves the day um i really like against me things like that just like a punk but with some folk influence all right um okay um so what song took the longest to write the the longest to write was uh probably or the whale mm-hmm. um and the reason it took the longest to write is because it's an idea i had in college which i was in college 150 years ago um and i i had i had read moby dick and I was really moved by it. So I had written a song called Or the Whale back then. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I would rework it and I would just change verses. I would change the, even the um, the chord progressions would be different. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years ago, I just decided I still really liked the idea of having a song like that. So I took kind of like some of the bones from that. And then I rewrote all the music and I wrote a new verse. So that, if you boil it down, took like, 10 years Damn. to write just like the like the journey of it i yeah. wasn't actively writing it but you know yeah. from conception to final yeah thing. that's cool though awesome. yeah so did you write the opening and closing tracks to be the opening and closing tracks or were you just how'd you figure out that those would be uh those we kind of we played around with it so after um after we finished recording and after we got the mastered 
tracks back even before it was mastered i was um i would listen to them and we we like me and the rest of the guys would try to figure out which order flowed the best Mm -hmm. and you know you know i just try to think about about it like telling a story so you want like peaks and valleys you don't want necessarily all the quieter songs to be together or all like the harder songs to be together you kind of want to keep the listener interested so yeah I like the way that the the uh, album opened up with that fifteen second like opener track. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool way to dive right in. Um, oh, thanks. Yep. Yeah, it captures your attention like right away. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, do you think you'll be releasing any new music videos? Do you have any ideas for them? I know, like with the current state of the world, it's hard to get together. You said music but... vid- videos. Yeah. I know. Um. Yeah, right now it's right now we're just kind of working on. Um, wait, did you say videos? You cut out a little bit. Yeah, music videos. Um, for this release, probably not. Um, we're we're working on writing new material, and we we started recording another record before all this happened. So um, kind of just focused on writing new songs okay. right now. Okay. So what three songs are you most excited about playing live when quarantine ends? From- Probably, I mean, the first the first track, Velveteen Sleeves, is a lot of fun because um, my brother, Kyle, he does the synthesizer stuff, and he also mm-hmm. kind of crafted and built those um, interesting, the two little interlude things. Um, so it's fun because we do that live. Mm-hmm. So it's fun if you hear like the opening track and then it goes into Velveteen Sleeves. It's it's really fun. It's kind of a good way to start a set. Um, that's probably my favorite live. It's also one of the more dynamic songs where the verses get quiet and then the choruses build and it ends with um, my friend Chris is a great lead guitar player and it ends with him his guitar solo, which I it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Isabel Dubs is uh, is like the one of the acoustic songs, fighter one. It's always fun to a lot of our our friends, and it's kind of an emotional track, so that's pretty fun too. Okay. Um. So we're gonna shift away from music for the last couple questions. Uh, if you were on death row, okay. what would your last meal be and why? Um. If I were on death row, my last meal would be, um, there's a restaurant by me in Brooklyn called Little Mo's, Mm -hmm. so shout out to them. Hopefully they come back. Uh, But they have a, um, like a catfish rice bowl with pickled vegetables, and there was a period of time where I ate that like every day. It's fried catfish and vegetables and rice. Okay. And um, I, I would just have that. I don't know. It's my favorite meal, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a drink? I hope I don't end up on death row. Yeah. 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 Let's hope like you get to eat that. Let's hope again, that doesn't happen. On those circumstances. Yeah. We can hope. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? One fictional world for a week. I mean. It'd have to be Middle Earth. Okay. Oh, you know, like I'd have, to, I'd have to, li- I'd have to live with the hobbits. I mean, I connect with them yeah. on so many levels. I'd eat some cheese. I'd have like six breakfasts. Mm-hmm. It'd be amazing. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah I like I that. that answer. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for our last question, some say it's the most important question. What's your favorite color? Green. Okay. Green. I, I didn't think about that. Actually, I think, you know, I guess so. I mean, now that I think about it, I'd say purple, but purple? maybe it's green after all. I, I don't know. That was my first word. So, yeah, yeah I guess maybe green. Any specific yeah. shade of those two colors then? Because you can't, yeah, you're a little undecided. I mean, anything fluorescent. Okay. I'm a sucker for the fluorescent. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's all the questions we have. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, just this record. I mean, we've got this one, and then there's one. There's an EP before it called "Ours for Rocket," that I think we're all really proud of. Also, that I don't think we pushed that much when it came out. Um, but. Yeah, this new and machineries of joy. I, I think you know we're all really proud of it, and hopefully, people will listen to it and enjoy it. So. All right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sitting down with us. Uh, this has been Sean from Sean Nolan and the Heartmakers, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast.